Hey everyone, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am so excited that you have joined me for another episode of the podcast. I want to be real with you guys. These past two weeks have been unexpected, challenging, scary, and deeply disheartening. And I don't always have the right words to say in situations like this. So I hope that you give me grace as I'm trying to figure this out along with the rest of you all and do the best that I can in bringing encouragement to you guys and vice versa because I know I need encouragement. I've had many meltdowns this week and it's been you guys, my amazing friends who have been there to pick me up. I just want to say thank you and to let you know that I'm praying for you and I'm grateful to serve a God who's consistent even in the midst of chaos. Don't for a second think that he has left us. He is still here as he's always been. We serve a God who remains. With this in mind, I am so excited to introduce to you my new friend who I connected with a few months ago. His name is Maurice Kennedy and he is 19 years old. He is a college student, aspiring film director, TikTok artist, and all around creative individual. He has a natural gift of bringing laughter to large groups of people with his videos that he has shared online. This is actually how I got connected with him was I started watching some of his videos and could not stop laughing and also learned so much from the wisdom that he is sharing. So on top of the layers of humor in his work, he has a humble passion for sharing the love of Jesus. And I think this is what you guys will connect with him most on. So also in this episode, we do talk about the coronavirus and how this tragedy is affecting every area of our lives, as I mentioned earlier. And we also talk about TikTok, movies, and most importantly, the heart change that happened within him when he surrendered his life to Jesus. I am so excited for you guys to meet him. He is so much fun to talk to, and I'm really grateful for him giving me a moment to speak with him. Please welcome to Still With You, my film creative friend, Maurice Kennedy. You said that you are living in Maryland. Is that where you're originally from? Yes, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland, and then my family moved 20 minutes away to a town called Columbia, Maryland, where I grew up. And I live now to this day. I've never been to that part of the East Coast. Like the farthest I've gone is North Carolina. I really want to go to New York. Have you been there? Yes, I love New York. Oh my goodness. It's so amazing. Um, So many types of people. You have so many street performers and aspiring actors and singers. Just it's a bunch of talented people. That's exactly why I want to go. (laughs) I want to be inspired. And usually that's what happens when I go to big cities. I've been to Chicago. Have you been to Chicago? No, I've always wanted to go. I have heard people say that sometimes they prefer Chicago over New York. I don't know until I've been, but I just saw that you were in Tampa. That's pretty cool. Yes, it was amazing. I got to meet so many new people, a small networking opportunity for a bunch of students. So Honor Society that I'm in flew out to Tampa and I recorded some of the moments just so I never forgot them. And I met so many new people from around the country, people from Tallahassee, people from Detroit, people from California. And it was just an amazing experience. Are you a college student? Yes, I am an online college student now due to the virus. I'm a freshman. As of right now, I'm attending Howard Community College in Maryland, where I'm getting my general credits. And then afterwards, I'm transferring to the Savannah College of Art and Design in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm going to be pursuing film full-time so I can pursue my dream of being a movie writer and director. 
Oh my gosh, that is awesome. And by the way, no shame in community college. I went to community college for two years and then transferred. I loved my experience there. Honestly, it helped me so much and I saved so much money. I have an amazing experience. I would not change not going to community college for anything. I think it was a necessary stepping stone for me. And I'm, I love it here. You mentioned the coronavirus. How are you doing? Is your family okay? Are you guys safe? And how are you feeling moving to being an online student? It's a little bit different from what I'm used to. I'm used to always going to a classroom. Online is something new, but it's an exciting experience. I get to sleep in now. I don't have to wake up. I can literally attend class in my pajamas. So it was great. My family is, is okay. I made sure all my grandparents and all my elderly aunts and uncles were okay. Everyone's fine. Nobody's freaking out, really. Everyone's just making sure that they disinfect everything. Nothing too crazy or, or out of the ordinary, though. We're going to pull through because our God fights all our battles for us. That's right. Come on. <laughs> I'm currently looking for a new job right now, and it's been so weird not having all of my friends over. I am such a social butterfly. I can't explain how weird it feels right now. And I'm a social creature too. Like I would always just go to the mall or just window shop just so I can be around people because I'm such an extroverted person. And now you're telling me I basically have to stay inside. Yeah. It's, it's like torture. <laughs> Wait, do you do that too? Do you go to the mall just sometimes so you don't have to be alone? Yes, I do it all the time, <laughs> like every weekend. I am the exact same. Like even getting off of work, I will just go to a store. It'll usually be TJ Maxx or something. It must be like an extrovert thing because I do it. I just need to be around people. <laughs> okay, so I have to explain, give everyone a little bit of a backtrack of how our paths connected. And I wanted to share this with you. And I think that you'll find it so funny. I am a small group leader at my church. My husband and I both are, but I specifically lead a group of 11th, 12th and college girls. A friend of mine came over as a guest speaker for one of our Thursday night gatherings. She did this exercise with us about like hearing God's voice. It sounds a little crazy, but this is what she did. <laughs> so she had us all like pair off into gr- into twos and we put on a blindfold and like we were leading each other around my house. <laughs> we even like opened our doors. We were leading each other like out in our yard. After like three minutes of that, we switched and like had everyone leading each other. It was so much like honestly, like our walk with God, you know, like there were so many times like we were in my driveway and I was like the girl who was leading me. I was like, I'm going to like hit the car and she's like the car is nowhere near you like why why are you so scared of that but what was funny is the one of the students that I was leading like her name is Bianca and she had on like these really tall heels and she was like like these little wedges and I was like kind of pulling her around the yard and like out in around the house and she's like holy like you you have to slow down you're going like way too fast I live in Florida and so there's these little lizards that are on our front porch sometimes and I was leading her on the front porch. The pillars that hold up the roof of my house, scared by the lizard, accidentally like ran her into that. And so (laughs) the girls like loved it. They thought that was so funny and I felt horrible that I ran her like right smack dab into that pillar on my house. We really (laughs) did like learn a lot from that. It was really cool to hear how God like, you know, that's how God works is sometimes you feel like you're walking in the darkness and he's like, you just got to keep going and I'm right here with you. Yeah. Bianca afterwards, she she sent this video and it was your video of you. <laughs> 
with the after the storm comes a rainbow. She sent this into our group me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and she was like, this is what I felt like with Coley leading me around. I was like, oh my goodness, this is hilarious, but also like so true and like so well put together. So she sent your video. I probably watched that video about like three times just because like yeah. it was so funny. Shared it with my family. Right. We walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. God is sometimes <laughs> just like leading you and you don't know what's happening, but you like, come on. Anyway, when did you start making videos? Everyone always used to tell me, oh, you have such an amazing uh, YouTuber personality. You're so energetic. You're so positive to be around. You should create a YouTube channel. And so I did at first. And I, me and my friends used to post like little cringy videos that people would laugh at. When TikTok started um, becoming popular, my friends were telling me, oh, you should join TikTok. You should join TikTok. And at the time, I thought it was for little kids because it used to be musically. And I thought my little sister used to do that. I'm not joining this app that my little sister's on. But I gave it a try and I loved it. It was reminiscent of Vine. People were making funny content. And at first, I was just watching them. And I thought, wow, people are really funny. And I saw a couple of Christian ones that really inspired me to start making my own because people thought I was a funny person. Also, I'm really inspiring and motivating and encouraging people through my walk of faith. So I thought, why not merge the two together and make TikTok videos? And that's what I started doing. And people been reaching out to me saying that they love my videos and that's what they needed at the time or they're going through something and I just brighten their day. So that really help motivate me to continue making the content I make. How does that make you feel? That video alone has like over 200,000 views. It's crazy to think that helping better people's lives or impacting people's lives just slightly, it makes me feel good inside. It makes me feel like um, God called me to do something and seeing it come to fruition and I'm seeing I'm impacting other people, which is just amazing. I never would have thought that just making a simple video would have such a big impact. I don't have a TikTok account. I am too much on social media anyway. That I just don't. And so I can look them up if I have a username that I see someone use. Like I can look it up and just watch it online. You got to get on TikTok. I need to. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of like youth pastors now going on TikTok and Lecrae just made a TikTok page. Oh, I love Lecrae. Yeah. A lot of people are making TikTok now, not just like little kids. And I really, I love their TikToks. They um, spread God's word. They gave like a little sermon. Um, They're actually a TikTok church, which is really inspiring. I'm in. I'm worried about I'm going to spend too much time on it. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. it, It wraps you in. Because sometimes when I go to bed, I'm like, okay, let's scroll for like maybe five minutes on TikTok. And then I look up and it's like two in the morning. And I just wasted four hours of um, just on TikTok scrolling. Why do you think this generation likes it? Because I went to a Starbucks. There's a certain part of town that in Pensacola that has like a lot of the high schools there. And I went and grabbed a coffee and it was like walking on a different planet where I saw a bunch of students like their phone propped up. (laughs) I know that that happens. I'm around students and it's so natural. But for one second, I removed myself from being like in this normal. And I was like, wait, like, what is this? And so why do you think that people right now people are so drawn to that? Um, Well, one is kind of reminiscent of Vine. Everyone remembers how Vine was and how popular Vine was. So it was kind of nostalgic in a way. Two, anybody can make creative videos. If you have any idea in the slightest or any creative idea, you can make a mm-hmm. video and then there's always an audience for that. There's a wide variety of content on TikTok and there's a wide variety of an audience. And there's something for everyone on TikTok. And I think that's what draws mostly teens and the most. Yeah, it's just that you just graduated from high school and you know why people were drawn to it. Right. I feel like this new generation 
has like a lot more creative ideas and stuff that they just put on TikTok. Well, for me, actually, people will take their ideas and then they draw inspiration from it and they make their own ideas and then they just keep piling yeah. on top of each other. And that's what draws more people on the TikTok. Going back to what I was asking you about why you specifically decided to go like a faith route, like you could have just made funny videos, but you decided to, you know, and share like the gospel through them. Was that really intentional? At first, I wasn't making Christian faith or Christian-led TikToks. I was just making funny videos. And it wasn't until recently where I got a real relationship with God. Like, I've always been in the church. I've always grew up in the church. But it wasn't until recently where I actually got to know God personally. And I just felt like I want to live out my life for Christ every single thing I do. So it just came naturally that my TikToks also became faith-based and um, for God as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, when did that start to change in your life when you started to grow closer to God? It mostly started when I joined my new church. So um, I left my parents' church that I grew up in. I just felt like I always listened to it, but it never resonated with me. And I was going through a dark time at the time. Nothing was going right for me. I felt like a failure. I felt like I was letting a lot, a lot of people down. I would say this is probably my senior year of high school. I was thinking to myself, where's the disconnect? Where do I need to build my faith up most? And I saw this pastor online on my Instagram feed, Stephen Chandler. He was preaching a message about faith and how to rebuild your faith. And I was praying and I told God, I want to go to a church just like this. It was, he must have been maybe 25, 26 at the most. He was a head pastor, which I thought was amazing for such a young age. He wasn't dressed up in a full suit like I was used to all pastors saying. He was wearing Jordans and jeans and a regular t-shirt. And I thought this was new. Yeah, I got that preachers and sneakers look. Right. <laughs> and so I, I was thought, man, God, I want to find a church just like this. Whereas a bunch of people around my age, I just kept praying and I fasted about it. It wasn't until recently where I saw that the address for the church and it was literally five minutes from my house. And I never realized that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I went to go visit once and when he preached, it kind of sounded creepy because it sounded like he knew exactly what I was going through. Mm. And I was wondering, I was like, okay, do I know you from somewhere? And how do you know what I'm going through? Yeah. And then afterwards I met him in person and he was so down to earth. And he was so caring. And I told him how I was looking for a new church home, how I wanted to be a, an aspiring writer and director in Hollywood. He prayed for me and he prayed that I got into the, the film school I wanted to go into. And he introduced me to the creative director at the church. And he's now my mentor. His name is Sam. Um, shout out, Sam. <laughs> um, he, That's awesome. He's a freelance director. And he showed me so much about editing, so much about cameras. And I, I do mostly of videography and um, editing for all social media platforms for uh, Destiny Church. That's the church's name. Yeah. And then ever since then, um, I made some really good connections with people and really, really nice friends who helped build my faith and just mostly surrounding myself with like-minded individuals. They provided uh, a role model of what it looks like to be young, be a teenager and still love Christ, you can do the best, best of both worlds. No one ever said, oh, being a Christian means you can't have fun or you have to follow these strict rules and you can never laugh, you can never smile, you can never have a good time. And so, yeah. And so I love that. And then so now I'm trying to show that to other people and help influence them as well. I love that you jumped in and I love that you are unafraid to serve at a local level. Yes. I think you miss out so much when you're not like, okay, where can I serve? Right. 
God talks about like, don't despise those small beginnings. And I honestly even feel that for you, like that you're like, you're, you're using your gifts for the kingdom right in your home, in your home church. Thank you. (laughs) And I love that you were brave enough to accept the help from like a mentor. Are you finding that to be very helpful? Yes, because I thought I knew a lot about film and thought I knew a lot about Christianity. And then when I got a mentor, when he talked, I felt like I needed to get a pen and paper because he was saying so much good information that I needed to know that I never knew before. He was telling me stuff and I was asking questions I never knew I needed answered before. So having a mentor definitely, definitely helped. I feel like everyone should have a mentor, no matter how old or where you are in your life. I feel like you you should have someone you can ask questions to. I have grown so much by having people who are in a season of life that I want to be in. I have really like several mentors for different areas of my life. Mentors are so necessary. Hey friends, I'm interrupting my conversation with Maurice to talk about one of my favorite things besides cold brew coffee, candles. I love filling my home and office space with fragrances that inspire me. I've tried so many scents and styles, but I keep coming back to gold and ivy. Gold and ivy candles are all hand-poured in Nashville, Tennessee, made with 100% American-grown soy wax for a clean and eco-friendly burn. Their beautiful candles are always vegan, cruelty-free, fall-fate-free, and petroleum-free so that you never have to sacrifice your health for your home fragrance. Plus, they are packaged in the cutest amber-colored jars that will look perfect in any part of your home or office space. I am so excited. Gold and Ivy just released their spring collection. From Indigo to Santorini, guys, I am madly in love with this latest collection. And my friends at Gold and Ivy want to share with you in this same experience. They are offering 20% off your entire order when you use the code still with you at checkout. Again, this is 20% off your entire purchase when you visit goldandivy.com. Currently burning in my office is the indigo scent, and I love it because it has a note of black currant, bergamot, and sweet honey. I love a candle that wakes me up and makes me feel energetic and inspired and creative and all the things that I need to write and host a podcast. This is why I love the indigo scent, but I truly love all of the other fragrances in the spring collection. Make sure you check them all out. Again, go to Golden Ivy. Dot com and use the code still with you to get 20% off your entire order. Again, still with you for 20% off your entire order when you visit goldenivy.com. Why settle for less when you can live in a world lit by candles and snuggled under blankets? Let's get cozy. Get your own Golden Ivy Company candle today. Visit goldenivy.com. Going back to your videos, where are you getting all of your creative ideas from? Everyday life. Um, I'll always carry like a small journal around me. Sometimes I'll witness something happening or someone's telling me a story just from their interaction or their encounter. I can think of an idea and I just jot it down really quickly. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I'll see something on TV or TikTok itself on the For You page. I'll just hear like something like an old vine. Sometimes I'll think to myself, there's a, a hidden message behind that or there's a, there could be another message or, many, or a different meaning behind it. And so I take that and I try to challenge myself and flip it into an inspirational message that I feel like God puts in me sometimes. Sometimes I'll have a vision or I'll have a dream 
And then um, Holy Spirit will come to me in a dream and I can see an idea that he put in me. And then sometimes I'll just go out and make it. Really? That's awesome. Yes. Seriously. That is so cool. Was that part of the video of, I, I don't know what, like, what do I call that video other than the title? It's like, after a storm <laughs> oh, I, comes a rainbow. So did that come from a dream? Yes, that definitely came to me in a dream because I was on this For You page scrolling through TikTok mm-hmm. and I heard the sound and I thought, oh, there there could be a double, double meaning behind it because keep holding my hand and keep holding my hand like sometimes when you're going through something like going through a challenge don't lose your faith just follow God's um, voice yeah just keep holding his hand through no matter what it is he sees the end he will pull you through it I was thinking on how I would make that into a video and then I went to sleep that night and then I literally dreamt about it and um God pulling me through a storm and I thought that's a great way of showing that in a video and so that's what I did I just basically just recreated the dream I had (laughs) that night when you wake up in the morning are you immediately writing that down yes because I don't want to lose any idea or any dream I know sometimes people don't remember what they dreamt about so as soon as I woke up I was like okay I need to find a pen and paper right now and write it down immediately so I never forget this that's why I always keep a pen and pen and paper near me at all times the past couple of days of how stressful it's been with COVID-19 I have had like the weirdest dreams (laughs) so have I yes I had a stress dream about the virus actually it was turning people in like the zombies or something I want to say oh that's like walking dead I know (laughs) it felt so real but like me and my family were safe and we're like we have to get out of the state of Maryland right now we're going to Washington DC for some reason I don't even remember and then I remember waking up and I was checking on my family I was like there's no new news right because I wasn't sure if it was a dream that I was having or if it was real life oh that's awful (laughs) I know so I was freaking out a little bit but thank god (laughs) that it was just a dream when we have things that are stimulating stress it's so weird how our body like has trouble shutting that down even when we're sleeping my grandmother once told me if you're gonna pray don't worry if you're gonna worry don't pray oh that's good yeah so every time i pray i just think to myself it's in god's hands now there's nothing i need to worry about and then so i relax knowing that it's already done and that actually helps me relieve some of the stress that might build up or stress or anxiety that might build up inside like i always think to myself too like god like you're not worried why should i be right Yeah, you're not worried. And also, they say that fear is a liar. And I wouldn't trust someone who's lying to me. When I feel in fear, like I feel like I'm just being lied to. Right. I know that sometimes when we hear things like that, people can think like, oh, that's so cheesy. Or I've heard it a million times. We have to be reminded of that a million times. If we don't, then we just don't remember. (laughs) Right. So as I said before, I've always been raised in the church, but I never really knew what it meant to be Christian. I would say I got saved Mm -hmm. when I was about 13 years old. I had a friend die in a car accident. And after his funeral, I was just so distraught and I was heartbroken. Someone told me, don't worry, he's in heaven now. He was saved. And I never knew what that really meant. And I said, he was saved. What does that even mean? And then he said, oh, he gave his life to Christ and accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He believed in his heart and confessed with his mouth. And I never knew what that truly meant at the time. My youth pastor at the time was um, explaining that to me. And then on that night, I got saved. Then I would say I kind of fell off. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of a backslider um, going into high school. I was just trying to fit in with the crowd. Um, I never was a drinker or a smoker or anything. But I just kind of denounced my life for Christ. I never really made it known because I didn't want to offend anybody at the time. And I didn't think people would 
accept me for being a Christian. So I never really brought it up or mentioned it in conversation or anything. I stopped going to church as much and I stopped listening to Christian music. And I started listening to a bunch of negative music. I kind of fell into a dark, er darkest, grayish area about my junior year, um, going into my senior year. I was put on like a fake smile because everyone, I didn't want to let anybody down because they said, oh, you're such a positive influence. Like you're my cup of coffee in the morning. But like deep down, I was never really happy. Oh, wow. That's a painful phrase. <laughs> yeah. I felt an emptiness inside and I never knew what it was mm. until one day God spoke to me. He says that emptiness you feel is the lack of my presence. Ever since then, I was like, I felt wow. So I thought to myself, well, you know, it's like life is like outside of God's word. How about we try living life inside God's word, like for God? There's nothing else for me to do. So I might as well give it a try. And I gave everything I had into it. Ever since then, I've had blessings on blessings on blessings that I can't even count. It's just so so much has happened. Um, feel lighter. I feel like I'm much a much more positive person. Um, I feel at peace. And ever since then, I've been super excited to um, almost like a kid in a candy store just to share my faith with new people and introduce God into people's lives because I know what he did for my life. And I just want to see that manifest in other people's lives as well friend of mine who actually has been on the show, her name is Casey. And he, he like challenged the listeners. He was like, if you haven't accepted Jesus into your heart, why don't you try it and give it a month and see how your heart feels? And I was like, okay, okay, I'm listening. And I think that's so like the kindness of God that like you just say, like you're, you're right. inspired and you're walking around with excitement and like the <laughs> blessings of that too. Yeah. This trip to Tampa, I want to be a film director and a videographer. And so I always carry a camera around. A teacher asked me like, hey, do you do videography or are you good with the camera? And I said, yes. And they told me that they had a trip coming up to Tampa and they would love for me to go. And so they paid for my entire trip fully, paid for all my meals. I didn't have to pay for anything. Oh, and I got to travel wow. for free and I got to introduce Christ to a lot of my new friends now. And now I got them saved and it just opened up a lot of opportunities for me that I wouldn't have if it wasn't for God. Oh my gosh, Maurice, that is awesome. Wow. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. And that's like so unexpected too, that your trip is completely paid for. Oh, for me though, it's all about like my mindset. Like if I'm actively like seeking for God, like I'm going to see him even in the small. I went to go get my eyes checked the other day and I kind of thought that I was going to have to get new lenses. Right. And they're like, actually, you're fine. Like your prescription is absolutely fine. Like maybe we could tweak it a little bit, but there's nothing like a red flag. And I like walked in there. So thinking that I was going to be paying $120 or whatever, you know, whatever my lenses were going to cost. I was like, God, you're so good. Like, thank you so much. Yeah, my eyes are fine. <laughs> I, I understand. Cause it feels like every time I go for my eye exam, it seems like my eye, my um, prescription is always changing. I always have to spend so much money on new lenses every single time I go. Oh, yeah, that's right. You wear glasses. Yes, I understand. So you have cool friends. Where did you find those at? My eye doctors. I was looking at regular glasses and they just felt so ordinary. And I just wanted something different, something creative. That's something that stood out. If I ever meet meet someone, they were like, oh, who was he again? Oh, the guy with the glasses. So I, and, I, <laughs> and I saw these and I thought those those are definitely it. Nobody else. I've never seen glasses like those before. And so I got them and I have them still to this day. And I feel like they work so perfectly with the different personas that you come up with for your videos. <laughs> Thank you. You're literally playing different roles. And is acting, does that kind of come naturally for you? 
I just started taking acting classes now because I wanted to be a director. I wanted to learn and I'm going to work with actors. I wanted to learn what it was like to be an actor. So I took a couple of basic acting classes. I use what I've learned, some techniques I've learned in those classes and helps me with my videos as well. People who make videos and are naturally funny, I don't have that bravery. Like I can be goofy, but it's only with my really close friends. But me like actively putting myself out there, man, that's a whole nother level. Are you always real confident when you're performing? No, sometimes. I used to be a really, really shy person, (laughs) to be honest. I never really liked putting myself out there. I think it was last year I was challenging myself more to not really care what other people think. As as long as I'm happy and I'm doing something for God, I don't really care what any other person thinks. Or they might people might think it's cringy or silly. For me, I feel kind of at peace because it seems like I'm pushing myself to do something I never would have thought I would be able to do and people like it. Yeah. So I'm continuously challenging myself in different ways, but I feel like that one kind of resonated with me or stuck out to me the most. Have you had your first experience of the internet being mean to you? Oh yeah, all the time. Some people see my videos and um, they think, oh God's not real or um, why are you- Like are they actively commenting these things? Oh yes, all the time. I just take them with a grain of salt. I know um, some people, um, other believers, they just don't like my videos. They feel like, oh, you shouldn't be making fun of the Bible. I didn't think I was, but I just know what God has called me to do. So I really could care less about what their opinions are. As long as I please God, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I hope that you continue to keep that perspective because the more that I'm learning about the internet and the more even like I'm putting more stuff out there myself, the internet can be really mean. For every single negative comment, there's like tens and hundreds of thousands of people who aren't like that. And there's, I feel like there's for every negative comment, there's like five or 10 really good comments and people who only spread nothing but positivity. So I just tend to ignore the little negative comments and just focus on the people who I'm, I'm helping inspire. I'm having a positive impact on their lives because that's who I'm it for. When you started stepping out, you know, making these videos, were your friends and family all supportive of you as well? Um, yeah. So my family, they <laughs> found my TikTok page and they, they've just been sharing my videos with <laughs> my family on like Facebook and people have been texting me. Oh my goodness. Oh, you're on TikTok. I didn't know. So like all my little cousins now follow me on TikTok I and everything. That. And my fa- my friends do the same thing. They spread my videos because they say I make really nice and wholesome co- um, content that helps them when they were going through challenging times. They want to help spread positivity, especially nowadays. There's a lot of negative stuff in the world. So just a little bit of positivity in the world. It can't be too bad. And not only like, are they spreading positivity, but they're just like good. Like they're great quality. My favorite (laughs) is one of the, but the one where you're like, you keep sliding and you're in a different outfit every time you slide through the doorway. That's so funny. I'm like, and that's pointless to my brain. You know, like I'm not learning anything from that, but I'm genuinely entertained. Oh, thank you. That took me like two hours to do because I was laying out outfits and I had to keep changing and then I had to do some retake. But I, I really love the result and I love that you like it. Thank you. Are you ever going to pull someone else to do videos with you or you just do you like doing them by yourself? Oh, I'm always open to doing videos with other people. I just have no one has ever reached out to me about doing videos, but I'm always open to the idea. I hope one day people do reach out to me and want to make videos with me. I would love to do that. And I would love to see what other ideas creative people have. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm always open. Do you have a lot of creative friends? Oh, yes. Um, So I have a lot of film friends as well. I have friends who want to do music. I have friends who 
edit full time. I have friends who have their own like YouTube channels and stuff that they do. I tried to surround myself with like creative individuals as well. When you're around creative people, your creative brain just starts flowing because you're like, okay, they have great content. I just draw inspiration from everybody. So like, I can take what he said and what she's doing and make this video. And it's just, it's amazing to be around creative people. I just went to a dinner with some podcasters in my local area and I didn't feel like I belonged at that table at all. And they were so welcoming to me. And it was so interesting like to be around people where I could have a conversation about the things that go along with a podcast, like about host sites and downloads. And I was like, okay, this challenges me to be better at what I do. Wherever you're at, like you need to be around people who are 10 steps ahead of you so you can see what they're doing. Um, That's why I have tried to surround myself with mentors because they are where I want to be and they know yeah. things that I don't know. Definitely um, having mentors is the key and um, being around people who are about around where you are too because um, you, um, the Bible says iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Yeah. Having people you can learn with and grow with and push each other to do better at whatever they are inspiring to do it just really helps overall and it kind of feel accomplished having a supportive system around you who are rooting for you who want the best for you and you want the best for them so um, me and my friends have saying everyone eats at the end of the day oh um, yeah that's good <laughs> do you ever make videos on days when you are not feeling it you don't have that creative buzz do you ever try to force yourself to continue to do it there's never a day where i don't want to make a video honestly oh no that's a great place to be I would say sometimes I do feel less motivated at times. Sometimes my videos aren't for me. They could impact somebody else and they could help somebody else's life. So I take that in mind when I'm making videos. And so I always give my 110% in every video I make. Even if I don't feel motivated, uh, that helps boost my uh, adrenaline and helps give me um, a purpose for a video because I feel like it's impacting other people. It's not just for me. So, yeah. and I'm all... Uh, always willing to serve other people and so i feel like this is a way of me serving that helps motivate me to make videos what are some of your dreams and like hopes like you're you're going to go to school and study film and obviously like you're already like running in your lane of what you're supposed to be doing what do you want to do like what kind of movies would you like to make or is it movies or just like short films or what's on your heart i kind of want to take what i'm doing now and put it in a bigger audience so i kind of want to make movies where people can learn from kind of like God is not dead war room really movies like that movies that help inspire people okay. and motivate people to help build their faith when they might be feeling low I want to touch folks who may be lost or might be um, struggling with their Christianity no matter uh, drug addiction pornography whatever it is um, I just want to make films that touch everyone in a way that they can leave after watching my movie feeling motivated to change their ways or feeling motivated to seek after God. I watched Facing the Giants, The Flywheel. Like I grew up watching those movies. Yes, I love that movie. Oh my goodness. So good. So gold. And honestly, like those impacted my faith like more than what I can even say. Fireproof with Kurt Cameron. Because I'd watched Growing Pains. Like my parents had showed me Growing Pains. And then, you know, like his sister, like Candace Cameron Bray. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the coolest thing that we have people who are in this industry, but also believers and also making great storylines. Have you heard of the movie I Still Believe? Yes, I was actually planning to see it right before the um, 
this huge pandemic happened. Um, the movie theater near me closed down, so I, I can't see it anymore. But I'm going to just hopefully the movie theater opens up after this whole virus epidemic ceases a little bit. Or I'll just wait till it comes on Netflix. Kind of bummed out, though, because I really wanted to see it. You and me both, because my husband and a friend of ours, Casey, actually, who I was talking about earlier, we all, and and also some other friends of mine, were a, we were able to be extras in the movie. Really? Yeah, it was so fun, but we really were just an extra in like a concert scene. I'm like to the point where I, I cannot take it anymore. I really want to watch that movie because I, I love KJ Appa. I've watched, you know, some of the Riverdale series and some of those other shows he has on Netflix. And yeah. that was just such a cool experience. And I mean, that's by the Irwin brothers. It's by the people that we love who made, I can only imagine another one. Have you seen Woodlawn? I have not. Um, my friend was just telling me about that movie because we were talking about different uh, Christian movies that we watched um, that we were inspired by. And he told me uh, Woodlawn was a really good movie that I should check out. Yeah, it's actually about Birmingham, Alabama, Woodlawn there. And especially since you're getting you're going to move to Georgia, you should you should totally watch it because it's about the South. Oh, definitely. Uh, Steve is on Netflix. We're going to segue into almost like a culture question. Okay. Do you think because of the coronavirus that going to sit in a movie theater is going to still be a thing? Oh, that's a good question. When the pandemic's over, do you think that they're still going to be around? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I know a lot of people are now like watching Netflix and Disney Plus and everything. I feel like that movie experience you can't get at home. So I think that major factor that that's why people go to movie theaters. Um, that's why I go to movie theaters. And I just love being around people and seeing people's reactions. So I think movie theaters are going to be fine. The reason why I'm saying that is that this week, because of what's happening right now, some production companies have released their film that like what's in theater right now, you can spend $20 to watch it online at your on your couch. I'm thinking once we have the comfortability of where we could sit and watch a movie that's playing in theaters for $20, do we go back to going to a theater and sitting in an uncomfortable chair Granted, I love a movie theater. I love the smells. I love the, I love hanging out with friends. You know, like I, when movie pass was the thing before movie pass went under, I was all in. So, so do I. I don't know if we're going to, if they'll recover right. from that. I don't know if AMC or, you know, any of the other IMAX, I don't know if that's going to come back. I feel like people felt the same way when Netflix first became popular. It was like, oh, is it going to put movie theaters out of business or anything? But I just feel like number one, the sound quality of an IMAX movie theater, you can't get anywhere else. Yes, I agree with you there. Okay, you're giving me hope because I don't want it to go away. Neither do I. I love, I, especially mm-hmm. like a major picture. Like I remember seeing uh, Avengers when it first came out in 2012 in movie theater. And I thought, wow, like the audience, which is amazing. Um, they were reacting um, to like different fight scenes, how they were cheering everyone on and everything. Mm-hmm. You just can't get that at home. And I just feel like that's why a lot of people go to movie theaters now. And I feel like even after the virus like dies down and this whole frenzy dies down. I feel like people are still going to go to the movie theater. I don't think that's going to be a big issue. I am all for the keeping of the movie theaters, but it, I do wonder because look at movie rentals. I mean, like they're gone. Everything is like stream now. Everything's a subscription. Uh, do you have a favorite movie? I have a lot. It's almost like choosing children. Um, I've drawn so much inspiration and I felt like positive feelings after leaving the movie theater. There's so many movies out there, so many good stories. So I'll just yeah, maybe name like two or three or four or whatever. Pick which kids you want to pick. <laughs> um, I would say my first uh, movie is Hacksaw Ridge. 
I can't watch that because I I'm a military family and my oh, brother just got back from yeah. Afghanistan and like, told me not to watch that yeah. and so I'm a little scarred. One hundred percent, I'm so glad that they make movies like that to show the reality of war. Yeah, it was really gruesome. I would say it was kind of hard to get through, but just to know that that was a true story. He relied on his faith. He didn't. He went into the deadliest battle of World War II without a weapon, and he made it back alive, and he saved so many lives. Mm. And I just thought, wow, like no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Really, oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it really resonated with me watching that movie. I would say another favorite movie of mine has to be The Godfather. All time classic. Story is amazing. Love the actors in it. Love the writing. Love the director. I haven't seen it. Don't hate me. You haven't seen The Godfather? No, I haven't. So Chris has, but I haven't seen it. And he said it's a little bit rough. And It is. It is. I'm kind of a sensitive person. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there something with a suitcase in there? Like, is there, isn't there a suitcase that never gets opened or is that a different movie? Uh, that might be a different movie. I always heard that there was like, it's called a MacGuffin. Nobody knows what, what it is, but it's like the center point of the movie. So I, okay, I must that might be, be a different movie. that's why I like really need to watch the movie probably. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it's three hours long, but it's worth it. Trust me. Hey, I mean, we're inside our houses, so we yeah, got time. Nothing but time. <laughs> I'm a huge, huge, huge Spike Lee fan. I love uh, Do the Right Thing. Okay. Um, I just feel like the message, especially um, with like racial tension is high, like within the time we live in, I feel like some of the stuff he was talking about still resonate to this day, even though it's years and years and years later. I also love how Spike Lee writes and acts and directs in all of his movies. And he's one reason why I wanted to pursue film and pursue directing is because of him. And I love how he made his movies. And I kind of want my movies to resemble his in a way. I actually watched this movie in college and I actually did an essay on it. Oh, really? Yeah, I did it for my sociology class. So I I just googled it just to make sure that I had the right name and just to double check. I had to analyze the different uh stereotypes and the different like social structure and and write about that. So that was a brilliant movie. I really did appreciate that. And it's one of those movies where it ha- it gets people talking and gets people having conversations that might be hard yeah. to have. And I kind of want to ha- make movies that have the same impact on people, on their audience. So that's, that's why I, I would say that's one of my favorite movies. And also I'm a huge thriller fan. So I loved, loved, loved um, Jordan Peele's Us because I felt like there was a message behind it, how we are our own nightmares and we are our own villains at times. And sometimes it was really, really good. I remember seeing that in theaters. It had a couple of jump scares. I'm not going to, I, I, I kind of scream high pitchly, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, I couldn't get through the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of creepy. I don't know. I just love, love, love thrillers. So um, I saw it in movie theater and I was just, my friends were like terrified. And you're like, how could you sit through this movie? I, was like, I don't know. I just love thrillers. There's a little bit of blood, but there's nothing too crazy. Like there's no like guts spilling out or nothing. No, nothing. Crazy. Okay. I could maybe try it. Yeah, it's more psychological, yeah. Like, maybe. I do not do very well with scary movies at all. Like, I remember in high school, I had two friends, and we stayed up and watched The Purge. Oh, no, I did not no. like that. The <laughs> of, like, Purge to us, where does that fall? Um, I was, it was not as scary as The Purge. There are, like, a few jump scares, but it's more suspenseful okay. than it is. Scary. Okay, cool. Okay. Is there any other movies that you absolutely love? 
So you got to throw in the Star Wars franchise and the Lord of the Rings franchise because just to think, they created entire worlds and entire galaxies, um, and they have this whole story lined up. It's just amazing to think that all of this stuff came out of one person. J.J. Abrams, the guy who made Lord of the Rings, he created a whole language. Yeah. Um, Elvic for Lord of the Rings, and I just felt like that's amazing, and I want to make something kind of like that where you have a huge fan base behind you have a huge world that you can create and it's just amazing what the human mind can come up with yeah i definitely put those two in people who can think like that like almost like three-dimensional into like right I, i have so much respect for them i honestly am not super familiar with lord of the rings but i really am familiar with star wars And I remember thinking, like, I'd watch this as a kid, and and then I remember having the thought, I'm like, oh my goodness, the whole entire plot around this and, like, everything is literally a huge dysfunctional family. (laughs) Yeah. Genius. We break it down and strip it down. Like, that is exactly what it is. And then all of these things fall around it. George Lucas knew what he was doing to not only connect with our heart, but also to connect with our imagination and what life could be on another in another world. Because it seems like it should be like uh, so complex when in reality, it's just a simple concept. And then it's just built upon layer after layer after layer after layer into this huge imaginary world that it's just amazing to think that he came up with by himself. Did you watch the new one? And have you seen The Mandalorian too? Oh, I just started watching The Mandalorian because um, I just got Disney Plus. Because I felt like Disney Plus was overrated a little bit and everybody was hyping it up a little bit too much. So I never really got Disney Plus until recently. And I just started watching it and it's so good. Oh my goodness. I regret not getting it earlier. Yeah. And you have plenty of time to enjoy that now. So you can binge watch The Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that over Christmas break and it was it was really good. And I loved the new Star Wars too. Like it was just brilliant. Now that we're all um, kind of like on quarantine now or in lockdown because of the coronavirus, I will say that I'm definitely... Watching a lot of more movies, but I'm also spending more time in my word, too, because sometimes we would make excuses like, oh, I don't have time to read my Bible or I don't have time to pray right now. But everyone's at home. No one's going anywhere. So I feel like right now, especially, we would definitely need to pray and meditate on our word and rely on God and trust in God to get us through this. Is there a certain place that you're you're studying right now or is it just kind of like, do you jump all over? My friends and I have a March challenge. So since there's 31 days in March, we read a chapter of Proverbs every day. Okay. Um, and uh, we just talk about what we could take out of the chapter or some stuff that really resonated with us the most. And yeah, we've been doing that since March 1st. And yeah, we, we've been going strong since. The one thing that I keep thinking about is while this is happening during the Lent season, Yeah. I'm going through Jeremiah, like building up towards Easter. So interesting to think that like this is also like when i feel like the most like the craziest time you know right before easter nothing to this level has ever happened in history before you have like businesses shutting down you have the government issuing like a a countrywide quarantine where we're not allowed to leave our houses in certain states and it seems like we're in a movie but it's real life and it's i'm still like realizing that like this is not a movie this is real life I've just been relying fully on my faith because I do not know when this is going to end or how bad it's going to have an impact on our society. But I just know my God is greater than all my problems. So I just cast it onto him. I have nothing to worry about. That's exactly right. I just keep telling myself, God led me to this point in my life. 
I know that things will change. Like he's a God of the seasons. Things will change. I'm trying to look at this like a life experiment. How much do we need to be stretched? Right. Literally use it as a season of trusting in Jesus. And so I'm trying to think of it. I'm going to stick around and really press in to see how this is going to change. And you're going to take us out of this season. If I don't think of it that way, I'll just cry. Yeah, honestly, with every challenge comes an opportunity. So yeah. Someone told me when life throws you a curveball, you got to hit it. This is definitely a curveball. So I just feel like now, especially people's faith are being tested um, because a lot of people can't go to work and a lot of people um, stuck inside their houses and they have bills to pay and stuff. And so now is definitely a season where trusting on God and relying on God is going to come and um, play in heavy. I'm grateful for people like you who are using your platform and using your voice to make that very clear that like God is the only way. I'm super proud of you and I'm really thankful for what you're doing. You are welcome on on this podcast anytime. It has been so much fun to talk with you and I'm so thankful for just how God connects people. What are the chances that my friend Bianca would show me a video on TikTok and then like we get to hear more of your story? I mean, it's crazy for me too because I never would have thought that a simple TikTok that I made that I really didn't think that would resonate with people would blow up and to the point where I'm on someone's podcast now talking about my faith and talk about my inspiration behind my TikTok. So thank you for the opportunity. Oh my gosh. Well, I do not think this is going to be your first podcast opportunity. I think <laughs> that you're going to have beyond one that is has a lot more like attention and following than certainly mine. So I'm just grateful that you were able to make time for this. And especially since we can release this really quick and get people while they have some free time to get on TikTok, get on Instagram and follow you and be encouraged and just laugh a little bit and have some fun yeah especially we definitely need that especially right now there's so much going on sometimes a little laughter or a little a brightness can help people get through the toughest times is there anything else you'd like to share before i ask you the final question if you would like to see my tiktoks my tiktok username is selfmade underscore underscore mo and the number one and we'll have that all in the show notes for all of you guys so yes, just find the show notes through um, with the podcast and it'll have all the links so you can connect with Maurice. Um, also, a lot of, I know a lot of churches are closing their doors because of the coronavirus. So I would say find a church that sh- is streaming a service. I know a lot of mega churches are like Elevation Church is streaming their services. Transformation Church is streaming their services. Yeah. I would say if you have a computer, if you have a phone, if you have a laptop, you have a church. Yeah, that's true. And those are all great people that you just named. There's no reason why not. The podcast is called Still With You, and it comes from Psalms 139.18. And so I always want to ask this question at the end of the show, and that is, where is God still with you? God is with me within everything I do. Even the smallest stuff, I try not to take for granted. Immediately, as soon as I wake up, I thank God for waking me up in the morning. Thank you. Thanking Him for giving me a nice warm bed, a nice room with a nice house, uh, two lovely parents who love each other to death and who show me what it's like to be happily married and live a Christian lifestyle. Um, I just thank God for the air I breathe. Uh, I just try not to take anything for granted because I know that when you think you take everything for granted until you need it the most, you don't know how much you need something until you need it the most. So I always try to thank God for all the smallest things. And that's just show that my appreciation and my gratitude for every little thing he does in my life, especially when he does something big in my life that he knows I'm not going to take anything for granted. And yeah, 
I would say God is with me every single every single day, every single hour, and every single minute of my life. That's awesome. I love that. I am so grateful for the work that you're doing and um, just keep going. I feel like you're just so alive to what God's doing right now in your life. And I'm so grateful okay. to be able to have met you and speak with you and just continue to encourage you in all that you're doing. You've encouraged me so much just by hearing you speak and share your faith and your story. I'm really excited just to know you and that our paths connected. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm super humbled and honored to be able to be on your podcast. I definitely don't take this for granted. And I, I listen to your podcast all the time now. I like, listen to like every day. As soon as I wake up, I listen to a new episode. It just helps me get through my day. It helps I like listen to other people's stories, what they've gone through, and how God has impacted their lives. So just thank you for having a podcast, where an uh, openly Christian podcast, where um, I can just learn and be inspired by other people. Oh my gosh. Well, you are too kind, too generous, and I can't wait to see more of what you create. Is Maurice not amazing? I am absolutely astounded by his maturity in being a 19-year-old college student and being able to speak with such a bold belief about Jesus and using the resources that he has around him to become equipped so he can become a better man, better creative, and a better follower of Jesus. I love how he talks about mentorship. I love how he talks so openly about being willing to learn. I think that's something that we can all lean into. And if you have not already given Mr. Maurice Kennedy a follow on social media, whether that be Instagram or TikTok, please go do so. All of the ways that you can connect with him will be in the show notes of this episode. I cannot thank him enough for taking time to be on Still With You and also for all of the amazing work that he is doing. I think right now we have a lot of time that we are spending at home. Why not watch some encouraging videos that will brighten your day and make you think about your life and your walk with God. I I cannot watch that video of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow, which also will be on my website for you to check out if you are not following him. I cannot think about that or Nahum 1-7 and not think of my own walk with Jesus and how he is pulling us through a storm. I feel like it is so timely for Maurice to come on the podcast and talk about what it's like for God to lead us through something when we right now are in the midst of it. We are in the thick of it. If there is any way that I can pray for you and encourage you, I would be honored to do so. As a body of believers, as friends, as family, we all need to rally around our people. Just know you're not alone. I've been using apps like Google Hangouts, Zoom, obviously FaceTime, and Instagram. We may be quarantined, but we are not isolated. If you need to connect with me, you can use my website, coleybrowning.com, or you can always find me on social media. My handle is at Coley Browning. Before we go, I want to give one more plug, and that is for my friend Lily Garay, whose music that you are listening to in the background. Don't you guys just love it that at the end of every episode we get to hear her beautiful voice it is such a blessing if you've never listened to a full episode of this podcast i challenge you to do so her vocals are absolutely amazing and you get to listen to her on every single episode of still with you so please stick around until the end lily gray you can find her at lilygray.com or through social media at lilygray i am beyond grateful as i am for all of my friends do not be discouraged this entire podcast is built on psalms 139 that says when we wake up, he is still with us. So let us be awakened to the mighty power of Jesus. May we all just turn our eyes and focus solely and only on him. Be bold, be brave, be you. And remember that he is still with you. Uh